is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackley, and it's Tuesday, October 13th. We still have a freaking football game today. This is the, it's definitely 2020 for sure. This is the weirdest day. I'm all set to get ready for week six and week five still going on, but the show must go on. So we are going to get you set up for week six, the waiver wire. It's a pretty good one for wideouts. It's been eh, rather dull for most of the year, uh, but we will set you up on today's podcast. Before I get into that, though, of course, do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because, well, on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks. That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, football, monkeyknifefight.com. Has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. Hey, with a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you'd be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Promo code RANT. Helps this podcast out. And you helping me out, hey, I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. So sign up, get your deposit bonus, and uh, your free $5 game. Promo code RANT. Uh, anyway, so there is a football game tonight. Uh, obviously, if anything crazy happens tonight, then waivers could potentially change. So I wouldn't uh, necessarily just lock everything in place. But at the same time, I think we have a really good sense of things. And and I'll tell you, you know, hey, last night heading into that game, I didn't have Justin Jackson as high as I ended up having him. So I'll talk about that when I get to running backs here. Um, I do want to note really quickly, though, Roger Goodell has left uh, open the possibility of a week 18. This is something I've speculated on really for the last two weeks here on my SiriusXM show. And there was very little talk of it elsewhere But as I've said numerous times, the NFL wants every team to play all 16 games. So that is a distinct possibility if we get another outbreak. And and I really think it has to be an outbreak. I highly doubt it's going to be the Titans again. Highly doubt, especially after they're penalized, because that's going to be coming. So I highly doubt it's them. So it would have to be an outbreak that, you know, really lasts for multiple weeks. Or it's it's an outbreak after the team has their bye week. You know, those are the two potential things that could, you know, could lead to a week 18. So there is that on the uh, the COVID front. Another quick note that I wanted to get to before I get into everything with waivers this week is the Jets are actively shopping Le'Veon Bell before the trade deadline. This is a, a classic move that uh, doesn't work. It's a classic move I see in fantasy football all the time. It's the old sell low. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, we'll see if they get a trade partner, but highly doubt that. Um, yeah, there's it, it's a mess with the Jets. Go figure. Sorry if you're a Jets fan. Long-suffering Jets fans. Uh, I feel you. Uh, I, I definitely do. And I feel for you. Uh, I feel for you. Uh, all right, so let's get into waivers, and I'm going to go by position. We're going to start a quarterback 
And I'll tell you, Andy Dalton really is the top option this week, but I'm not going to go overboard in a one-quarterback league. I think there's enough here. Like, we know who Andy Dalton is, but there's enough here that he could be a top 15 option. He has a lot of firepower in terms of pass catchers. It's just an overall good offense. The defense isn't that good as well, so that helps. You know, believe it or not, it doesn't help for football purposes, but it helps for fantasy. So I am at 6%, but I'll tell you what. If you're in a two-quarterback league... I could see spending 30% on him. It's really rare to get a QB2 of this type of caliber at this point in the season. Normally, it ends up being, you know, it's like a backup type, right? A true backup, like the Nick Mullins of the world, that, that, that type of player. Kyle Allen. These are the types of players we normally pick up. And I always say, yeah, pick them up because every starter should be owned. This is a better than mid-pack. You know, if you're saying, like, you know, the, the midpoint is quarterback 16 17 he's slightly better than that and that's really hard to find so I would spend 30 percent on him in a two quarterback league especially if you really need the help after that there's a trio of sort of you know buyer bewares at five percent for me Goff Carr and Bridgewater all three of them are somewhat lower upside guys even though they look they look good coming out of week five they're low ADOT guys, and for me, low ADOT guys aren't the things that fantasy upside is made of, so I'm not going to get too crazy with any of them. I do prefer Goff of the three, um, but you know none of them really move the needle dramatically. Like If you lost Dak, and there isn't like a Ben Roethlisberger or somebody like that on waivers, then yeah, Andy Dalton's probably your best bet. Better than Goff, better than than Carr. If Matthew Stafford's out there, then I would maybe lean Stafford just slightly over Dalton. But Dalton's probably your best bet. I, I would actually prefer him over Gardner Minshew if he was out there. You know, so and and I'm just every week I'm trying to do my best to assume you know cast the widest net. So I realize there's going to be different quarterbacks out there potentially in your league that that maybe aren't in most. Uh, but that's where I would go. Uh, with all of that deeper names, Ryan Fitzpatrick only having three percent. His days are numbered. He keeps <laughs> he keeps getting a stay of execution. Basically, every time it's like, "Yep, two at times coming," and then Fitzpatrick goes out and balls out. So I don't know, but I'm not going to spend much on him. He does have upside. He also has downside. I'm not going to go too crazy with him though. So three percent, Drew Lock two percent. The nice thing about the unplanned bye week is we basically know he's definitely going to be under center in week six and and it's it's certainly volatile but there there's a little bit of firepower in that offense even without Cortland Sutton you know call maybe I'm a glutton for punishment but I do like the Broncos offense and then finally I would go one percent on Jacoby Brissett and this is a just in case this is a you're in a deep two quarterback league that's the only place I would do this where every starter is owned plus maybe some backups like if you're in a two quarterback league where Jameis is owned (laughs) That's the type of league where I may just swoop in and get Brissett. It's not that um, Rivers is getting benched because Frank Reich has said, no, we haven't even thought about that. But yeah, you probably have thought about it. And so we should just be preemptive there. Preemptive pickups work. Think about it. The last couple of weeks, we've seen some guys who I've mentioned a week or two in advance and then they blow up. Like Miles Gaskin earlier in the season. I've mentioned Chase Claypool already, who I'll get to in a little bit. Churn that bench. Don't have three quarterbacks in a two, in a one quarterback league. Have two. Don't have three tight ends. Have two. And really make sure that you're stashing for as much upside at wide receiver and running back as possible. And if it isn't working with a player, move on. 
Uh, speaking of moving on, let's get to running back here. Sometimes the segues write themselves. Uh, top pickup for me this week is Alexander Madison at 25%. And this is a, you're, you're going to get one week out of him. I don't think you're going to get more than that, but also it's a, this guy's the uber premium handcuff. And in Dalvin Cook already got hurt once. Yeah, it's one of those classic gets hurt right before the bye week injuries. How often does that happen? So he and basically whenever it happens, the player never plays. So Cook is not going to play this week, and I just want I want Madison on my bench, uh, regardless going forward. Uh, Justin Jackson, twenty five percent. Now I did not expect to have him this high on my list, and in fact, in my waiver wire rankings, which you get over at ftnfantasy.com. Justin Jackson is the number two player on the list, and he could have been number one. It's really close between him and Madison. I really liked how he was used. 20 touches on Monday night. That was eight more than Joshua Kelly. The problem is, I don't know if that's a one game or a not. That's the thing. And that's where it gives me slight pause. So, you know, but still 25% a pretty hefty uh, fab bid for sure on Justin Jackson. Chase Edmonds going 20%. He has not passed Kenyon Drake. The flippening has not happened, okay? But he has passed him in the passing game, and that's very clear right now. So there's value to be had with Chase Edmonds, even outside of the eventual... I feel like it's eventual. I feel like it's inevitable that he's going to pass Kenyon Drake. But we'll see. Anyway, he has to be owned. To Ernest Johnson, I'm only going 8% on him. I'm not worried about Dearness Johnson, and I figured that Kareem Hunt was going to be the lead guy. But the beauty here is that Nick Chubb's going to be out six to eight weeks, so now we're still bare minimum five weeks away from a return. That means five weeks of 10 to 12 touches per game. That also means five weeks of if Kareem Hunt goes down, to Ernest Johnson is now the feature back in a run-heavy offense and one of the better run games in the league. So there's a lot of appeal there. I just wouldn't overspend on him. And if you overspent last week, uh, so be it. That's going to happen. You can, you're can, you never going to be perfect on waivers. You're not. And just use it as a little bit of a lesson, uh, if anything. But I don't think it's even that bad if you overspent last week. Damian Harris, 7%. Swoop in if he's still out there on waivers uh, with the unplanned bye week. Devonta Freeman, same thing. Not super sexy with either one of those guys, but 7%. He had 19 touches this past week. Lat Murray comes in at 7%. Wasn't the best game for the Saints as a whole, but you know I don't mind Latavius Murray, and he has independent value over uh, just his handcuff potential with um, Alvin uh, Kamara. So there's a lot there. Cam Akers, 7%. The, the, ooh, it's brewing, baby. It's brewing. I'm getting Cam Akers on my benches if I can. He looked like the best Rams back this past week. Looks fully healthy. And in fact, I have a 5%er on Malcolm Brown. So I'm more bullish on Cam Akers. But I do think Brown needs to be owned because if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we don't know what the F is going on in the Rams backfield. So I'm going to stash him for now. And he's widely available, which is surprising. Tony Pollard, 5%. Anybody can get hurt in 2020. And Tony Pollard would be an instant top 10 fantasy running back if Zeke went down now. Zeke's been really durable over his career, so just keep that in mind. Uh, Mike Boone, 3%, just in case. You know, secondary handcuffs can sometimes be a thing, and he's certainly one of them. Jamal Williams, 3% of Aaron Jones goes down. Williams is a top 15 back, maybe. Top 20 to top 15 back. Brian Hill, 2%. Uh, he Todd Gurley had the big game, but he, had, he played 36 snaps. He'll play 20. It's not that big of a gap. J.D. McKissick, 2%. Sure, he outscored Antonio Gibson, but Antonio Gibson 
16 touches, seven for McKissick, so I'm not worried about Gibson. Phil Lindsay, 2%. It's not super sexy, but he is the handcuff in that backfield. Uh, and then Jordan Wilkins at 1%. He's the handcuff in Indy. Let's keep that one in mind. Moving over to wideout, and I do think that the Chase Claypool breakout game was not just a one-and-done, a one-hit wonder. I don't. He's not going to get anywhere near this, but he's going to... The genie's out of the bottle. Pittsburgh, there's no way they go back from this at this point. So he's going to be a factor for the Steelers going forward. So I'll go 20% on him. 18% on Brandon Cooks. This is crazy because he's available in 40% of leagues. He was not available in 20% of leagues last week. So he was widely dropped after that game. And that is the classic spite drop. Like, you didn't hurt Brandon Cook's feelings by dropping him in your fantasy league, so the only thing you did is hurt yourself. And remember, last week on this podcast, I said he was a hold. Now, I didn't expect a blow-up game, but this is Brandon Cook's. This is just who he is. So pick him up if somebody made the mistake of dropping him. T. Higgins, 15%. A.J. Green's banged up. Surprise, surprise. Uh, T. Higgins' arrows pointing off. 12% on Mike Williams. Had a big game, but that was with Keenan Allen uh, out uh, with the back injury, so he's not going to see that many targets when Keenan Allen is on the field. Travis Fulgham, 10%. It's one game. It was a very good game, but I'm not going to get too over overboard here. That being said, 10% is not that bad of a bid on him, and I do have him one spot ahead here of Henry Ruggs at 10% as well. 118 yards, but on two catches. So remember, the volume won't be very high. 8% on Tim Patrick if he's still available. 8% on McCole Hardman, who has he's he's got an opportunity to play now because Sammy Watkins has a hamstring injury. LaVisca Chenault, 7%. He is not passing DJ Chark. They're sort of playing different roles in that offense, but he definitely should be owned. 5% on Christian Kirk. Hey, we saw him actually... See seven targets. He led the Cardinals wideouts in air yards this past week. Not a big number in air yards, but it's still an encouraging sign. And I, I think you you know you can't use him necessarily with much confidence, but he does deserve now to be back on fantasy benches. Demir Bird three percent. We'll see what happens with them this upcoming week. But Cam very I, I can't I can't see a scenario where Cam isn't back under center. I don't know if that changes things for Bird though. Uh, Jeff Smith, 2%. Does that change when Brashad Perryman comes back? Do you really want that much of the Jets' offense? But he did lead the team in targets last week. And then Tyler Johnson, 1%. Love the rookie. But ultimately, you know, his days are a little bit numbered when Chris Godwin comes back. But I'll stash him in deep leagues. Moving over to tight end. If Mike Gesicki was dropped, pick him up. 8% on Mike Gesicki. Major upside. He's a tight end, though, and tight ends are going to be inconsistent. So just keep that in mind with tight ends. It's just the position. The position stinks. Not the people who play the position, not the position in real football, the position for fantasy football. Okay, don't take offense if you're a tight end. I love tight ends. Tight ends have to be, you know, so versatile. All right? I love tight ends. I just don't like them in fantasy. Uh, Austin Hooper, 10 targets this week. He slides in at 5% bid at tight end. I think he should be owned across the board as well. Uh, beyond that, Gerald Everett, 3%. He hasn't passed Tyler Higby, but he should be owned with his upside now. Uh, and then a couple deep names for you. Irv Smith, finally getting involved this past week. Four for 64. 1%er on him. 1%er on James O'Shaughnessy. Tyler Eifert's injury opens the door for O'Shaughnessy. 
the deep dynasty <laughs> the deep dynasty folks definitely know James O'Shaughnessy but uh 1% on him in terms of the hold list this week I'm holding Matt Ryan I don't think we're there yet and I want to see what happens without Dan Quinn that uh, regime in place I don't you know obviously the coordinator hasn't changed but sometimes that can free the coordinator up so we'll see Jarek McKinnon holding on to him I want to get a better sense of the 49ers backfield going forward here obviously Mostert's the lead guy but I don't know if we can judge or really read too much into what we saw in week five just yet T.Y. Hilton 10 targets so we're holding on to him Russell Gage Julio just can't seem to get healthy, so I'm going to hold Russell Gage. Holding Zach Ertz, I know the numbers have been bad the last couple weeks, but don't overreact. It's tight end. Same thing with Tyler Higby. Gerald Everett hasn't passed him. He just had he had more targets in him this past week, but hasn't passed him. In terms of the cut list, Daniel Jones, he don't. Uh, obvious. <laughs> it's not happening. Naeem Hines, he don't. Remember that week one performance? That feels like 35 years ago, doesn't it? Jordan Wilkins is the better roster stash at this point. A.J. Green. He gone. If only somebody would have warned us. Hayden Hurst. He gone. Didn't happen, unfortunately. I was really rooting for him, but it didn't happen, so I think he can move on from him. And Mo Ali cox He gone. Trey Burton is now the lead tight end for the Colts. Here's some streamers at defense for you. The Dolphins, the flowchart. Follow who plays the Jets. Oh, yes, the Jets are facing the Dolphins. They're the top streamer of the week. The football team is the number two streamer for me. Who is facing the Giants? Ah, the football team. <laughs> it's the flow chart, baby. Uh, the Giants on the other side, don't mind them. Whoever's under center for Washington this week. It won't be Haskins, but is it Allen? Is it Alex Smith? Either one, I think, is good for the Giants. The Giants defense is actually not as bad as a lot of people thought they were. Speaking of not as bad as a lot of people thought they were, maybe we were looking at that with the Carolina Panthers. They're facing a 4-1 and Bears offense that isn't really a 4-1 and offense. They have some really quality pieces, including Allen Robinson, who's a, a rock star, but I'm not a big believer in Nick Foles. Took three sacks, threw a pick last week. So if your wire is completely picked over, Carolina's kind of sneaky. Or if you don't get one of the streamers in the first waiver run, you could always you know, slide back in and uh, get Carolina. One of the things I like to do first thing in the morning after a waiver run, quickly go check it out and see if anything fell through the cracks and then uh, you know, grab first-come, first-serve guys. I don't think you should be doing just fab. You should always have a first-come, first-serve situation as well. Uh, fab, if you're just doing fab, it's too restrictive, I think. But anyway, that's my two cents. Keep reviewing the podcast. Big news coming, all right? iTunes, review the show. The easiest way to do so is if you have an iPhone, all you have to do is open up the Apple Podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant, featuring me, Jeff Ratcliffe, and uh, open that up, scroll to the bottom, click the stars, you're done. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, use the hashtag Rat Pack, that way I know you're a listener of the show. And remember, you get all the fantasy football goodness at ftnfantasy.com. All the betting goodness at FTNBets.com and all the DFS goodness at FTNDaily.com. Use the promo code RATPACK, get you 10% off there. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side tomorrow. We're talking rankings for week six. I'll have rankings and projections in hand. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.